we're going to talk about the election a little bit. I just popped in the last 10 minutes of y'all president uh, talking. Man, this man is delusional. He is delusional, man. Know, well, supposedly, there. supposedly he's lost Arizona. Lawsuit. Oh, it's over. Yeah, Georgia too. Well, they, they, there's no merit. Yeah, no, yeah. no. But I'm saying they're saying that he officially he's dropped the lawsuit in Arizona, and Pennsylvania and Michigan both kind of went whatever. They called so, Georgia, I guess today or yesterday. I I saw it on the, on the thing or whatever. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, man. Um, well, and they're I talking about a runoff in Georgia in January. Yeah, yeah, for the Senate, for the two Senate seats. Yeah. Yeah. Could also right be. Now, aren't they still doing a hand recount right now? Yeah, they are. Yes, that is correct. But he's still ahead. Biden's still ahead by like I don't know. 20, but 000. I think they're saying. But even if he wins Georgia, it doesn't matter. Right. So it didn't change anything. So. Yeah. My whole my whole thing with this is this, <laughs> and <laughs> and I it it further. How can I say this without? You're not going to offend either one of us, so just say it. No, no, no. It's not you guys. It's just that I, I think we'll this, it out. this whole yeah. election, this whole this whole year has opened my eyes to like, um, I'm going to just say the bullshit and mm-hmm. stuff that people have in their hearts. And I'm, I'm thankful for it, man, because I've, I, know, I know who's for me and who's against me. That, that's kind of what me and Noah was talking about yesterday. Yeah, how, how this really is. Even though the BS was there, yeah, this really magnified who's with you and who's really not when it yeah. comes down to it. Exactly. Well, it brings out you know the character of people, and and you know I mean I understand that some people support certain aspects of either Trump or you know the, the right wing of things, uh, yeah. or and, and I support a little bit of it, or they just can't bring themselves to support the other side because it's just so against what they've always thought and been told. So Mm -hmm. they kind of have no other choice. But then there's some people that just, you know, I like this guy because he's an asshole. And I like him because he tells it like it is. And it's like, well, no, he's not telling it like it is. He's telling it like it is. Well, well, here's my thing, though. This is where I think it superseded politics because when I sat down to... I had an idea of you know, like I was, I tell people, Biden wasn't my first choice. I had some some issues with Kamala Harris, but I went back and I had to go back after KT um, when we did our podcast. Yeah, brought up information. I looked back at some stuff and I noticed that okay, I missed some stuff on her. You know, mm-hmm. some stuff that I should have looked up. But I think that the whole thing with voting for Trump comes down to we can disagree about politics, whether yes. you right, left, whatever. But the, hum- the the humanistic part of it, mm-hmm. that's where I draw a line because to, in, in my life, and this could be different, and I'm talking to the people listening to my to this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're choosing money over the human aspect of being a good person, then I'm off that ship because I'm always choose humans and life over that uh money money will come and go it'll come and go but your your morals and what you stand for will be their way after you live so that's my thing i agree yeah i agree i agree agree with that too um and what we were talking about yesterday my 
deal is we you have a difference of opinion that's one thing the problem i'm having with people today is it's not a difference of opinion it's they're right and you're wrong no matter Mm -hmm. what you want to tell them they will tell you that they're right and they will not believe anything you say and you can't change my mind and you can't do this and you can't do that because they believe that they're right no matter what you want to tell them so Mm -hmm. there's no talking to them i mean you can't talk to people like that Amen. I mean, they're not willing to reason. It's, it's, it's I don't know. It's just, it, it, they're the same people that will look at you and tell you that you shouldn't unfriend somebody on social media for a difference of opinion, but they're the ones that don't even really have that in their heart already. Hey, they're the ones that have already shut you down. And you you know, another thing too, <clears> is <throat> the, the people that say, uh, that are saying that the election is rigged. These people, yeah. so, so check this out. Follow me now. So mm-hmm. let me let me get this straight. The election is rigged now. It's, it's some big conspiracy. But when we're saying, you know, uh, cops are shooting unarmed black men, or the healthcare system is bad, or mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, or you know what I'm saying, everybody should have the right to marry who they want to marry. Oh, that's bullshit. That's it's no conspiracy right. there. It's all good, but now the election is a conspiracy. And 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 whoever disagrees with that, feel free to email me or have a discussion. But how is it a conspiracy now? And but it's not a conspiracy for all that other stuff. Right. You know well, I mean? because they pick they pick and choose. Yeah, they, they define the narrative and on so many yeah. things. It's it's not you know, it's their set of facts, and I'm telling you the way it is because that's how I know it is. And it's like, no, 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 that's not how it is. That is not the way it is. And right. Because you say something doesn't mean that it's true. Mm. Right. 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 And I, I realized that when I got into disagreements with people online, and even though a few of them said, hey, you know, we'll just agree to, agree to disagree, and I said, okay, I still realized that you're not really agreeing with me. You're agreeing <laughs> with me that we don't agree, and mm-hmm. that's you still believe what you want to believe and you still believe that's right. And what I'm telling you is completely incorrect. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I'm like, that doesn't make any sense because you're not right. Nobody is ever a hundred percent right. Mm. You know, it, it, it's, it's one of those things where you have to be able to listen to reason, listen to the other side. That's what we, everyone's always been asking you when you talk about bipartisanship, you're talking about, Putting your hand across the aisle and wanting to get there with the other side and try to come to some agreement, some agreement, and and you can't if the other side is not even willing to listen. Yeah. Yo, mm-hmm. I just feel like four years ago, and I tell people this: if to me, I feel like Trump was in the driver's seat to get reelected. All he had to do, because I'm facing, yeah. believe, believe it or not, the the presidency is a popularity contest. That's what it oh, is. Yes. That's what yes. it is. I felt like that for a long time. Yes. All, all Trump had to do was, hey man, say nice, say nice things to minorities. You know, yeah, he absolutely. Didn't, he didn't even have to believe it. He didn't have to believe it. All he had to do was he, get on TV and say it. And he didn't believe it the first time. <laughs> yeah, or not say anything. Or yeah. not say anything. Yeah, and then, as a matter of fact, no, he shouldn't have said anything. And then say, hey man, we're trying not to put kids in cages. You know, but we gotta follow the law. People would agree with that. You know, like okay, we're trying to put, you know, just easy, easy GED stuff. You know what I'm saying? Easy GED stuff. He couldn't do it. The the ability to make something horrible sound tolerable. (laughs) Yeah. Even from their parents, yeah. 
but but then say why you're doing what you're doing. You're not doing it this way. But what we're doing is we're separating them so that we can accurately, you know, quantify the information that we're getting. That these people are going to be in the right place at the right time. Blah blah blah. But really, we're just putting kids in cages. Yeah, and people go, oh wow, really? (laughs) They're separating them from their parents. There's almost 500 kids that are not with their parents anymore because we basically kidnapped them. Well, actually, there was 662 to be exact. I looked it up this morning. Yeah, it's It's because either they don't know where their parents are or they send their parents back. Mm -hmm. Now, now the big thing (laughs) that really pisses me off is that the blame goes to Obama. Mm, Oh, of course, Obama. Of course, right? It's like you know, okay. True, Obama's administration did build the cage, but they kept the families together. They kept the kids with the parents. And they kept them in these cages because they didn't have enough jail cells because they're processing them. And as soon as they were able to, they put them in and out. And it's it's different than the zero tolerance that that they removed the kids as a deterrent to stop the parents from coming. And that wasn't a long-term process either, though. It was like one or two days, maybe at the most a week, they kept them in those facilities. But yeah. this was yeah. separating kids from parents, separating. sending parents yep. back, kids mm-hmm. taking, kids taking care of other kids that they don't know in these detention mm-hmm. camps, yeah. which is which is crazy. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. So, the United States has, does have a history of kidnapping children from families. Oh man, don't even don't even go there. That's a yeah. whole nother. That, that's another, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah. that's why it, you know that's why they don't look at it as a big deal. Mm-mm. We'll, we'll... Yeah, it's before. Come on, guys. <laughs> So that's just my that's my whole thing, man. I'm I'm gonna get off that because that can oh, yeah. lead us into a whole nother podcast. It'll get it'll get your blood pressure up for sure. No, I'm just like and like like I'm I, my thing is 2016. Uh, this is all I heard. Hey guys. Good. Okay, I don't know who moving around, but uh, it was me. Sorry, it was okay. me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but I was saying in uh in 2016, everybody was like, okay, we had an election. They mm-hmm. they they elected. Donald Trump, let's move forward yeah. as a country. That's all you heard. Let's move forward what? as a country. He's your president. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and get over it. Yeah, get yeah. over it. So, let, hey, let's, America, let's they, move forward as a country. They, they were saying that because in 2008, they were saying that Barack Obama was not their president. So, that's why I came. <laughs> hey, he wasn't even an American citizen. <laughs> no. Didn't even have a birth certificate from this place. Yeah. yeah. Mm-mm. So so silly, man. Anyway, so people believe it. People still believe that. Yes. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. You got your conspiracy theorists out there that believe, no matter what you tell them, the government is lying to you, and this is the real story. And let me go get my tinfoil hat, and let me go do this, and let me go do that, and they still believe that crap out there, man. But here's my thing: you can't be selective on what you think the government is lying about. Yes, you can. Yeah, they, yeah, they can. Yeah, <laughs> Either they lying about everything, nope. or you know, you can't be selective. I hate that. It's the same thing as when you want government involvement. Oh, don't get me started on that. You want to cherry pick when you want. You, oh, you can be involved in this, but not these other three <laughs> things over here. You ain't taking my guns, <laughs> right? <laughs> Take this. <laughs> But you can say those you know, they want those other people. Yeah, they they want everyone to have a gun because it's the Second Amendment right. Everyone needs guns, guns, guns. But you know, oh. cops have a hard job because they don't know who's got what out there. They're going to shoot you because they think you have a gun. Well, because you want everyone to have a gun. <laughs> There's no logic in that. Mm. But hey, Wayne Lapierre said the only way to get a bad guy with a gun 
is a good guy with a gun. <laughs> Whoever that is. Because I don't even think that person exists anymore because it used to be cops. Hey, yeah. hey man. The people, have, the people have spoken. That's all because I can say. That, uh, the, 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 guys in, um, the guys in Georgia. No, no, the, give me, don't start with that kid. I saw that too. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, I was like, you trying to let them out on bail? Like, what, what the hell are you talking about? Yeah. And you're not guilty. I don't know. You have a video. Did you see what they were saying in the court? Self-defense. Oh, my God. <laughs> They're trying oh. to say self-defense. I had to turn it off because it was so, like, over-the-top blatantly, you know, like the words they were using. Basically, they said, I'm going to use these words, people. And yeah. they're, they're derogatory <laughs> words, but I'm trying to say exactly what they were saying. And you can look this up. Um, ba- you know what I'm talking about? Basically, yeah. they, they used the word coon mm-hmm. and some other words, but mm-hmm. they said they were talking about animals, raccoons. Right. You know, right. they, were, they were hunting. Right. It was so ridiculous and stupid. In the suburb, you're hunting raccoons. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, they had some other words, but I'm not even going to bring myself to say oh, what I, was said. I can imagine. You know? I but can that, imagine. that was their excuse. That's what they said when the recording came out saying what they were saying. That's what, oh, we were talking about raccoons and all this other BS. But anyway. <laughs> It's just like saying I was in fear for my life. Yeah. It's that same statement of saying that and being able to do whatever you want. Mm, mm. Anyway. Yeah, anyway. <sighs> All right. Well, that's a good, that's a healthy 15 minutes, man. That was good. I felt good. <laughs> yeah. I had to get that off my chest, man. I was going to say, because when you think about it, the three of us don't really talk except for here. Yes, except through text. Oh, except okay. through text. We don't really, the three of us don't talk like this because we're never really in the same room except for here. So when you get to this this particular forum, you kind of want to get things out that you may not have said in a group text. I know, man. Yeah. Yeah. I know. It's better to have a conversation, you know, verbally than just try to do it through text. Yeah, 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 it's harder. Absolutely. Stuff like this, you know, stuff like this for sure. Oh, yeah, because your phone will just blow up for like the next three hours. (laughs) <laughs> even the, even the jokes, man. Like the jokes when you yeah. when they're in person, they're better because they hit better when they're in person. Yes. you know. Just, yes, definitely. You know, over the phone, it's not as. I get it. I get it. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. Mm-hmm. All right, so we're gonna get into what we here for today, man. What are we here for today? Yeah, we can do it. We can get started. So, we're talking about. Practice. Not a game. Not a game. Man, speaking of that, I'm sorry. No, it's okay. No, it's okay. no, I was uh I was watching something. They were talking about Allen Iverson and the dude was like, What's the only other expression that somebody made that was funny? And they were talking about Moses Malone, the uh pro basketball player. Mm-hmm. So the dude was like, Why Moses Malone? I don't know if y'all will get this reference, but he said, uh the dude asked Moses Malone before the playoffs, he said um, he said, "How are y'all gonna do in the playoffs? You know what? What is gonna be our record all the way up to the championship game?" And Moses looked straight into the camera and said, "Four, four, and four, as in four sweeps." He was like, "You serious, Moses?" <laughs> Moses Malone said, "Hell yeah, I'm serious." And they only lost <laughs> one game that year in the playoffs. They went twelve and one. Wow. So now the reference is four, four, and four. That's what I'm doing right there. But anyway, that's my little. So, so you say that though, it made me think about it. Was I was watching this show um, called Ted Lasso, which is about some 
American football coach. I guess he won the championship in his one year. They decided to he, he decided to go to England, and he got an opportunity to you know coach a soccer team. Knows nothing about soccer, mm. zero. But he's there. But th- th- there's there's underlying reasons as to why he's there. But he takes the job anyway because you know I guess it's paying good and he wants to do it. But you know halfway through, one of the guys gets mad because he didn't want to practice that particular day. And it was just funny to watch Jason Sudeik is just kind of go, what's all my practice? And he said, <laughs> just, I was like, oh, he's going to do it, isn't he? And he goes, not a game. Not, not a game. game. Not a Mm-mm. game that you go out there and beat for. <laughs> he goes, we standing here talking about practice. <laughs> it was hilarious. And the guy just kept looking at him like, what is he talking about? But he kept going on with it. Hilarious. So yeah, we talking about practice. All right. Uh, all right, KT. It's hey, on you, man. As you did last time, five, four. <laughs> I was going to do that when I said, nah. I thought about doing that, man. I was like, I'm going to do that. Hilarious. <laughs> In five, three, two. There you go. I counted you down, man. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna go right in, but it was like you said, I was like, I can't even do it. <laughs> Too funny. So. And this is why KT's a superstar for editing all this. Oh man, you have no idea how many times I'm laughing and all this crap. Man, you said that I was thinking that in my head. I said I'm not gonna do it. Bro. I wanted to do it. Uh, anyway, mm-hmm. okay. Welcome to another episode of A Conversation with Open Minds. Today, I am here with my two co-hosts. I'm here with Noah. Howdy, y'all. <laughs> what? <laughs> I know. My country on us for a second. <laughs> and I'm here with Randall. <laughs> so, so you're right, everybody. Noah said, howdy, y'all. <laughs> howdy, y'all. <laughs> Wow. I'm wearing a big cowboy hat. That right threw now. me off, man. That threw me <laughs> off. <laughs> All right, I'm serious. I might or might not have chaps on, too. I don't know. Don't want to know anymore, man. Don't want to know anymore. You about, you about to spit in the cup, huh? In the <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You hear a ding. Probably that. <laughs> All right. Well, All right. Okay. Well, speaking of that, we're actually here today to talk about how TV shows culturally changed America. And I'm not exactly sure how we're going to tackle this, but we figured out a way, I guess, to, for the three of us to come up with something to be able to tackle this particular uh, subject. Mm-hmm. And I guess we'll just give you our thought on it. So I'm not sure who wants to go first or who wants to start it out. But uh, Noah, yeah, Noah want to go first. Noah. He does? No, sure no. Yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll head yeah. You know, Open the door, Noah. So... I kind of brought up the subject a while ago as a, as a topic because I thought about one of the shows that I loved. It was on not for very long, actually, but it was a huge just cultural icon show. It was Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Um, it was only on for three seasons back in the 60s, and it was off the air for you know years and years, and they came back and made movies, and it became a big hit, and they came back with TV shows with different crews. And But anyway... <laughs> But back in the 60s, Gene Roddenberry, um, the man that created Star Trek and wrote it, um, he actually had his wife was a big part of the show. She was a character on a couple of shows, one of the nurses. Gene Roddenberry, the man, Um, the man, the man. Yep. 
he was a big i mean he was a, he was the influence on the show and he was very much about um uh, equal rights um and equality mm. uh, much like stan lee when we talk about that back in the day with the comics and whatnot right. um but gene roddenberry he created the show where you know and uh, obviously i I don't necessarily believe in the idea of incrementalism. I kind of believe that we do need to make progress on things. Just it's either all or nothing when it comes to certain things like human rights, um, you know, equal rights and all of that. There's really, but when you have a, a group that's in charge in order to make changes, there needs to be these little things. Okay? It just has to happen. And I, I don't agree with it, but it's the reality. So incrementalism. So back on Star Trek, um, back in the 60s, when you look at the crew, the captain was a white guy. Of course. I mean, America, you know. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But his first officer, even though he was played by a white guy, uh, Leonard Nimoy, he was from another planet. He was a totally different species, Vulcan, right? Um, and then well, he was in half. The, in the, the cockpit, yeah, I was about to say that he was half. Oh, that's true. Yeah, he was half. He was. I, yeah. You're right. You're right. So, um, so, but the rest of the crew was all from different countries mm -hmm. and they could have any rank. I mean, it was just, that's how they set up the show. So, you know, you got to give it, okay, the captain was a white guy, but everyone else. And it really, it hit me one time, I'm watching the show and I realized that at a certain point, the, um, the communications officer, Uhura, mm -hmm. is the black woman. Mm -hmm. She's from the, the United States of Africa. Mm -hmm. And I've always felt that if the continent of Africa could get, themselves unified and together that they could rule the world just because they're big they've got so much resource there well actually they did they so did know people. way way back a oh. long time ago but anyway oh. that's another story that would be that would that would change the <laughs> yeah. world right there africa running everything okay. but, so but with her character in one of the episodes and i think this was in the one of the last seasons the last season one of the last episodes of that season there was an episode where she and captain kirk kiss mm -hmm. on tv mm -hmm. and that was the first time that really there was an interracial kiss mm -hmm. now oddly enough within the episode they were forced because you know there's this alien species that can control people and they make them do things so they made them kiss it wasn't like they were in love with each other right. it a reoccurring thing like that but that was the first time that ever happened mm -hmm. and you know nowadays it's nothing it's common nothing it's common now, interracial man. couples i mean it's just all it's commonplace yeah that was the first. And it just got me thinking about that kind of stuff. You know, there needs to be the first. So you have to have that first time that you see mm -hmm. the black and white couple kiss. And I think it was around the same time. There was just the anniversary the other day of, of the loving mm -hmm. decision yeah. where interracial couples were. Yeah. That couple, the loving couple were in jail. Yes. Because they got married. Mm -hmm. Right. They got arrested because they were married. That just blows me. Arrested. Mind. But, it was illegal. But that. Yes, I think until the sixties, right? Until the yeah. until yeah. the sixties, yeah. The yeah, two I, people I in the episode. It was like sixty-seven when it, it occurred with um, that decision, but but yeah, that was a big. That was that was Nowadays, we're like we're like that's nothing. What I mean, that was the yeah. So I just thought of that, and you know, but then I, I did appreciate the show in general because it did show all those people, all those races, basically as equal. They had different ranks, mm -hmm. you know. But there was no reason why Ohura couldn't become the captain. I mean, that was just they could have any rank they wanted, just move up. Through. And the show did that as um, different episodes and even the different series in the, the, the 90s and whatnot. But, right. you know, it just was a really good show. And it really uh, it brought that to the forefront that, you know what, in 400 years, we got to get over this race stuff. It, it, it's got to be a non-issue. Non 
And I thought they did it pretty good. I, I just wanted to bring that up. That that was that kiss was the first time Star Trek. Well, as you say that, also when you think of Star Trek, it it had always usually had a, a white male captain until they did Deep Space Nine. Then they had a black guy who was a captain. Mm-hmm. And then they did Voyager, and there was a female captain. And so yeah. that's when they started to branch out and started to try to make what. And you know, honestly, when I was watching it, I didn't think two things of it. As to see a female captain, it was kind of, oh, that's cool. You know, it was just cool to see. It wasn't like it was a a big deal in a sense like the first interracial kiss. But anyway. Right. But those those things have you have to have the first of something, you know. Mm -hmm. It just it has to happen so that people so that people that can identify with that person or that character can see themselves in that role. Like, you know, when Obama became president. Mm -hmm. I mean, it just it opened kids' eyes to say. Oh, it can exactly. It, it's it's possible. I can see it. It's 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 there. Thank you for saying that, exactly. Noah. Thank you for saying that. I'm, not to cut you off, but yeah. that President Obama uh, thing is is true because people will be like, I hear people on both sides. Well, um, you'll hear some people say, "Well, Obama didn't do enough for black people." You'll hear some yeah. people say, "Uh, well, um, what was his qualifications? What what did he really do?" Um, he's going to be the same as anything else. But what I think his presidency did, number one, I mean, he did a lot, I think, for all people. And I think 40 years from now, we'll look back at his presidency and he'll be one of our great, greatest presidents. But like you said, Noah, it busted that glass ceiling and it said, you know what? I can be a president. Somebody that looks like me Mm -hmm. might have the same values as me. Mm-hmm. can be president. It, it was symbolistic in a way, you yeah. know. Yeah. It, 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 it marked it marked a period that, okay, now we're getting to the United States of America, an equal society. Um, and I think in Star Trek, one thing I did see, I don't think it's a negative, well, I'm not going to be negative about it, but they they were bringing freedom to a lot of planets too well well and as funny as that sounds um let's, let's explain what we're saying for people that don't well, no, no. Know. what i was going to say is what i remember yeah. is they always had the prime directive of not to get totally involved in what they were doing um because they didn't want to change what these people were doing because of that so they didn't want to as you say bring freedom but if something happened and you wanted them to get involved in and help out. They could help out as much as they could, but not help out to the point of changing their lives. Yeah, they don't want to tip the balance from one side to the other right. because of some but they, perceived injustice. They, they and sometimes and you I'm, can't I'm, help it. Yeah, that was, and I'm just being devil's yeah, but that was I'm <laughs> advocate, but yes. they did bring influence, you know, they, yes. especially in, in, in uh, Next Generation. Oh, yeah. John well, Luke Picard, he brought some freedom. He he brought some <laughs> influence, and I love John Luke. I, love I do too. Like and I actually, think that, that, I actually think though that there was no other. Some things you can't help, and, mm-hmm. and so when you and if you get involved in a disagreement dispute between two unknown species out there in the in space, you will at some point influence them because of what it is you already know and what you know about them or what little you know about them. So, you know, there's only so much you can do as far as that goes, but you can't outrightly, like, you know, hand them new technology and say, here you go. Stop, <laughs> yeah. stop right. digging for water. Yeah. <laughs> right here. You know. here's, 
Here's a really good job. <laughs> kill all your enemies real quick. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I I guess I sometimes I look too deep into like you know, like I looked at Federation as kind of like you know America, United States of America, oh, and, and then like the the Borg. I kind of looked at it as like what we think socialism is. You know, kind of like in that area, oh, the Borg, yes. the collective, the yes. collective. Yeah, I think one you know, all of that. Yeah, all of that played into the writing, what was going on in society. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I just want to say that little thing. But go ahead. Oh no, no, that was that was kind of like my spiel right there. As far as you know, what I what I wanted to talk about with the first, um, you know, with race, mm-hmm. um, and even Star Trek got into it with having the woman, uh, you know, with Captain Janeway as the woman captain mm-hmm. and, and in charge and in control. Mm-hmm. You know, I think those are important. I mean, as I'm, I'm, I'm a hetero white guy. Mm-hmm. I, I'm at the top of the pyramid. You so, are. Yes, you, know, you are. There's <laughs> yeah. really not much for me to see other than the Jewish side of my family. If there's a, you know, we've never had a Jewish president. Before. Yeah. So, you know, those are the things that, you know, it shouldn't be a big deal, but, you know, it kind of, it kind of. But is. I don't think Jewish but, is, is not an ethnicity, right? Or is it? Nah, see, that's a little bit of a gray area where exactly I'm not sure. draw the line between race and religion. Yeah, yeah. You know, because there there is a difference. I mean, anybody could be Jewish as far as the religion goes, as far as you yeah. you know follow the tenets and, and abide by the rules. Yeah, but will you be accepted by the people? The, yeah, I mean, well, you have to be you follow the you know the, the rules. Uh oh, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> no, I mean, that, that's you just you have to be either bar mitzvah. I think you have to be bar mitzvah or bat mitzvah for the woman. You have to. It's got to be separate. Yeah. But um, but as long as you as long as the you know they accept you to do that, mm-hmm. once you're bar mitzvah, you're considered you know bar mitzvah, man of the of the faith, mm-hmm. um, and the women is bat mitzvah. So, um, but as far as like the race of Jewish goes, there really isn't a race. I mean, they're from we're, Jews are from all over the world. Yeah. If you want to talk Israeli, well, I think, that's Israeli. Yeah. That's you know from a particular part of the. But I think they are the claiming the lineage of that guy Jesus the Israelis but that's a whole nother well, that's a whole nother conversation he was a, <laughs> he was a Jew yeah yeah <laughs> he lived a Jew and he died yeah, a Jew yeah, right? yeah, yeah. yeah hey, you know. changes after hey, that man. it is what it is you know hey. it is what it is yeah man but that's Star Trek man oh, over the years too it's evolved the show and the movies yeah, yeah. I mean you know. yeah yeah, it, it it has, I guess. I mean, when you look at it, but they 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 always maintained the different races, if you want to call that, um, or ethnicities, or whatever you want to call that, on the bridge. It was never really just you know one set. It was always there was a black person, possibly there may have been an Asian person, some of there may have been a couple of women in the back or whatever. So they always kind of maintained that look, regardless of what they did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Down to even having an Android up front. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Data. Yep. A sentient, mm-hmm. a sentient Android. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love that guy. He's he's my he might be my favorite character. Man, have you seen Picard no? Oh. No. Oh, I'm it's good. Very mad oh, it's good. You you need to watch that then. If you like data, you need yeah. to watch that. That's all I'm gonna say. Uh, and I need to see this discovery too. I'm I'm so far behind. Oh on yeah, that. I'm ashamed. Well, I, I personally would say Picard is way better than Discovery, but that's just my opinion. I, I don't know. I don't know, I man. I do. I, I mean, I, I I feel like, and you know, don't want to stray too far off, but I feel like 
the story of Picard that they did was way better told. And um, I don't know, it seemed like it was told better than the way Discovery is. I felt like, I feel like Discovery is a little choppy. And well, is that because it's new? Is that because the story is new? Was the first new for Discovery? No, it is. But the, the, the first season for me was, for me, it was like three parts. Mm-hmm. And they told three different stories as you went through, like the first, what I don't know, twenty episodes or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I felt like from episode one to the end, I watched a completely different show. It's and, involved, yeah, yeah. But you, you, unless you're dealing with time, you know, time travel, evolving that quickly like that, or or that much, is it, it's a lot. I think to try to keep the continuity of a story correct. Um, okay. So, so that's where that's where it, it lost me. But I continued to watch it because you know I got sucked in. I got sucked in. I'm there now. Yep. yep. It's good entertainment. Good <clears throat> they do. They do. Yeah, they've got good character and good. Usually they're good. Right. To me, it's always about writing in a story or movie. If it's got a terrible story and the writing is terrible, it's like oh, I actually would say that this particular season right now is probably their best so far for me. Yeah, we're running like, yeah. like three or four episodes in, but so far it's the best that they've done. I can say that, yeah, from the ones I watched so far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, all right, all right. All right. Mm. So who else had uh, something they wanted to well, bring up? I, I think, uh, yeah, I think I should go next. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. Um, well, it's funny because when you brought the the conversation, wanting to talk about how it changed America, I says, "Oh, let me just throw this in Google, see what Google pops up," and it was funny because. Mm. I, I put it in Google and it gave me the, the first 10 shows that mm. culturally changed America. And I'll quickly mm. go to the 10. We don't even have to talk about them because you won't want it. Modern Family, Friends, Full House, Parks and Recreation, Seinfeld, Roseanne, The Simpsons, Mad Men, All in the Family, and Andy Griffith. That was one Not- to 10. I disagree with that. Yeah, that's a dumb Dude, look. but I was like, how in the heck did that list it's get? No, it's no my, minority representation, which they have great shows. Yeah, well, right. Well, this, this, yeah, I yeah. can see. I can see where they're getting some of the like it changed how we perceive things. You know, on some of them, I can see it. <laughs> but yeah, as far as like being the most influential or you know what really impacted society. Now, I'll, 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 I'll agree with two of them: The Simpsons and Seinfeld. Definitely. Yeah, they're in my top ten. They, yeah, Definitely. I would say that. Oh, they're great. Yeah, I would shows. say that. I wouldn't shows. say Full House should have been on that list. They're friends. No, I don't like either yeah, one yeah, of those. They're, they're yeah. Just... yeah, and I never watched Parks and Recreation, so I don't even know what it's about. But me neither. But, or Mad Men, but I heard it was a great show. But it didn't. To me, it didn't culturally change America. I think it showed um, a time. You portrayed, a, you know, a specific time period, and people just liked it. Kind of like Game I'm of Thrones. Shocked. I'm, I'm yeah. shocked the Cosby Show is not on there. Yeah, it should I, be in the top five. I, I thought it should have been there too, but when I realized that there was zero black references on that, I was like, "Well, maybe I'm just looking at the wrong list." So I decided not to continue that down that road. Well, you know, and even some other shows that talk about you know other minorities oh, yeah. or women, of course, you know, Mary Tyler yeah. Moore yeah. and Maud, where you had a woman was the yeah. lead. I mean, that was. I love Lucy. You know, and then, even though yeah, it's hard. Oh, oh yeah. Well, that I thought about that the other yeah. day. You know, there's a big difference how people perceive 
race when it comes to Latin, where you've got Ricky, yeah. Ricky mm-hmm. who was not American, yeah. but he was considered, you know, in my my opinion, he was considered white. So it was totally well, no. acceptable that he's. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's not that that goes scared, back so. to the whole brown paper bag thing we discussed. He was able to get by in Hollywood. With Correct. This. Correct. Yeah. You know, and we won't even get in that because it'll take time. But go yeah. ahead. But anyway, so so that was that was what I looked right. up. But I I knew kind of what I basically wanted to talk about. I kind of just needed a little bit more information. And so kind of what you're talking about, I thought about all in the family and the Jeffersons, and I said, oh, Norman Lear. I said, Norman Lear was a, a, you know, a little white Jewish dude or whatever, with whoever it was he worked with. They put together a series of shows in the 60s and 70s that were groundbreaking in what, not only with them being culturally different, but the subject matter that they tackled within that was also groundbreaking because it was not stuff that was on regular television, on primetime TV at that point. When you're dealing with race, when you're dealing with, you know, rape or abuse or drugs or anything of that nature, um, I don't think that was regularly shown on television. So you you had that. And, and what you probably don't know is um, All in the Family was actually based on a British TV show um, called Till Death Do Us Part. And it was the same character. I mean, same character. The, the character's name actually, his name was Alf Garnett. And he was the racist English white dude you ever met. And his next door neighbor was a black family from Jamaica. And so it, it's that, that, you know, Norman took that idea and he basically did, you know, Americanize it, if you want to say, so that you would be able to identify with it a lot better, I guess, than, you know, than England. But it was still that same scenario of dealing with race and having to live next door to somebody and a guy that doesn't want to live next door to somebody like that, but he has to and he has to deal with it and it's in his face and it's there every day and you know it, for, for the 70s I mean to me that was a lot and I, I almost feel like we um, we've gone backwards when you look yes. at how that was and to how people are now I feel like we haven't we've, we've gone forward but we're not we're not as forward as we should be mm-hmm. which is which is kind of yeah. sad because then I, I even I moved on from that and I I, um, I was telling Noah yesterday I was looking up um about Norman Lear's shows and then, you know, realizing the Jeffersons. And it was kind of funny because they referred to George Jefferson as the African-American bigot, which made me think of him as the opposite of Archie Bunker. Hmm. And I just thought, I never thought of him like that, personally. Hmm. I mean, I felt like Archie and, and, and George Jefferson were two different characters. They may have mirrored some of the same feelings towards people, but I don't feel like they were the same. Right, they were more, he was more, they're, they're curmudgeon. They're just, you know, George wasn't old, but yeah, just old cranky. And, you know, don't like change, and don't get in, don't get in my way, and don't do this, off my lawn. Yeah. Spend it all Right, money that kind of a thing. Know, yeah, so. I, 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 want, I want to say something, but yeah, I don't know no, no, this podcast. Nah, well, not- I think I'm a whole lot for it because I don't. I feel like, well, we can yeah. edit it out. Yeah, they're. I feel like they're on. They're not the same because that goes back to. They're not the same. When we talk, when we talk, this is well. This is how I feel. Yeah, <clears throat> I feel like that goes back to the whole racism and racist thing, and mm-hmm. the, you know, power. You know, I feel mm-hmm. it's just that you know. I feel like to me, you know. And I read this in the book, and I agree with it. You, to me, you can only be racist if you hold power. 
I just feel that way. You know what I'm saying? If you really yeah. think about it, you can't yeah. minorities can't be racist, but they hold no power, like especially back in the fifties, sixties, forties, or even seventies. They held no power. Right. You know, white people held all the power. Now anybody can be prejudiced. Right. Any anybody can be yes. I can be prejudiced. KT, no, you know. We all are. Yeah, so we all are. Some yeah. Little yeah. And some yeah, some bigger. Yeah, but right. racist, I think in a different form, you have to have true absolute power. Mm-hmm. And when I say power, I just mean as a race over other people in yeah. order to be racist. Because you can change standards, you can change laws. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You can sway yeah. hundreds of thousands of people's minds. I just feel that way. I mean, mm-hmm. um, that makes sense. And I did a little research in that. And even like when I talk about the casting system, which started in India. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a big thing too. I mean, I feel like with the advent of gunpowder, gunpowder changed a lot. Mm. It changed. It changed the balance of power. You know, so it changed wars. And mm. I don't want to get too deep into it because no, no, but it makes sense. We're here for something else. We're here for something else. But, right. um, but anyway, I, 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 I was. Just, I just thought that was an interesting way of looking at it because when I read that, I was like, I did not see him that way at all. So it was just interesting to see yeah. that. That reference to George Jefferson, I was like, not even close. Yeah, I mean, I I watched more of the Jeffersons than I have ever watched of Archie Bunker, but yeah, it never never came across like he was never a bigot. He was never racist. Mm -hmm. He just was curmudgeon and just didn't like his neighbor because he didn't say something. Didn't like anybody. Weezy, that might have been about it, but anybody else just don't get in his way. Oh, he. But but yeah, but even Tom, his neighbor. The white his white guy neighbor he didn't like him but Tom was always over his house though you noticed that yeah they talked to each other yeah. yeah you know what I'm saying and they yeah. you know they they broke yeah. bread together and I you, just think yeah. that you, no if you're if you're bigoted and racist like that you don't even want to like I, exactly. I don't even want to talk to you no, and you know you know what just made me think when you said all of that about Tom coming over to the house I was like and you know when he didn't want him there he kicked him out. And then I went, just like Martin. Yeah, just like Martin. Martin kicked people out. It was like, get to stepping. And then he slammed the door. I was like, just like Martin. That that same thing. But yeah, so so to me, that between that show, between Good Times, um, Sanford and Son, um, I think that spoke to a generation um, then that could clearly identify with what was going on at the time. So... You know, while all of that is going on, you know, there's this, this young guy out there that I'm not going to say too very much about because he's not doing very well right now. But uh, 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 Dr. William H. Gosby, he would say his name. He was, his he, name. he was coming up through the ranks slowly. He, he actually was one of the first to uh, be on a primetime show as a one of, as a lead character. I think it was on, in Ice Eye. Um, and so that was groundbreaking for him but it also i think helped him be able to write his own ticket in a sense so in doing that you know the 70s between the 70s and the 80s that guy had i don't know three or four different shows before he actually had the cosby show that everybody knows now that started out in the early 80s and went on into like the mid 90s Mm-hmm. Um, but then that was to me that was the change right there was that particular show in the 80s was another shift where you now see a successful family, um, African-American family, 
One's a doctor, mm-hmm. one's a lawyer. They've got five children, and the children are doing relatively well. But mm-hmm. you still have the same okay. issues that you would have with any normal kid from age three to a teenager. You still have the same issues. Yeah. Sometimes we're yep. sometimes we're stupid. You didn't have to go down the road of oh one of them didn't do drugs or one of them wasn't an alcoholic or one of them wasn't this, but you still had, I think, average issues that most people would have gone through. Um, I think the others are a little extreme for the average person. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, go ahead. I mean, it's, it's really the same as family ties, just different yeah. race of, you know, that's it. The cast is yes. different race. Yeah. You, had a, you actually had a family that liked each other, that actually got along, that they were married together, you know, for... I don't know, 20, 30 years or whatever, and things were still there. His parents still came over. You know, they, I think he was trying to portray that, that whole thing of family and how important that is. Mm-hmm. And, and no matter what the ages are, you know, family is a, a huge thing. Um, mm-hmm. And no matter what goes on in the house, you know, your daughter goes off to college and she drops out of college, but she comes back to the house and you let her stay at the house for a little bit and all kinds of stuff. I mean, he, I think he tried to let everybody know that we're just like everybody else. You know, no, exactly. Just, you just know like, what I like too hmm. about, um, sorry to, no, no, you're good, man. You're good. About Cosby show is, man, say what you want about Bill Cosby. We all know, yeah, whatever. But man, Bill yeah. Cosby was inclusive. Look at his shows. He had Latinos, he, he did, had whites, he did, he had Caribbean people. He did. Remember the show about, remember the show about, uh, Theo's teacher that was a Latino, the paella. Yeah. Remember, he tried to hide the paella from his wife. And just, it was so groundbreaking. Like, it was. Man, man, I cannot believe that show was not in the top five because of the, he did the skits and he yeah. did the songs and he put black. He, he, oh, it was, yeah, that, go ahead. That one episode where the whole family, like, they did a routine. They sang, I can't remember the song. Great song. Yeah. Song, I think. Yeah. And they did that. They did that song for like his. Yes, that was. I was yeah. rolling on the floor. It was it good. Was so funny. They did. Yeah, it, it was good. good. Uh, and and you know before the the Cosby Show on TV, he did the stand up of. Bill yes, Cosby he did. And everybody, there's so many comedians that say that is one of the best stand up routines. It's just him and a microphone. He only says yes. one bad word yeah. the whole thing. It was just brilliant, <laughs> and that's what makes it so. And you you, you almost think it. about it that. <laughs> That he was probably one of the first, and I could be wrong on this, but he was probably one of the first that just really talked about regular life. Didn't have a routine, didn't have a skit, didn't have, you know, like a set that he was going to come up and just tell a bunch of jokes. No, he told you about family life and gave you the humorous side of raising children or, you know, being a husband or what, you know, whatever it was. Gave you the humorous side of that and kind of made you laugh at yourself. Because you mm-hmm. almost identified with some of that and kind of saw what he was talking about and kind of realized that, yeah, you know, it is kind of stupid to get mad about this or whatnot. But man, about uh, about twelve or thirteen years ago, mm-hmm. um, Bill Cosby came to UCF, he did. University of Central Florida, and he did a show. He did, and I was wor- I was working the show. Um, I was mer- working a medical standby, mm-hmm. and I got a chance to sit in the audience, and it was, I mean, it was sold out, but I was sitting at the top. <laughs> But I was able to listen to him. Man, he is so funny. He is. He sat down in the chair. He had a mic. Mm-hmm. Sat down in the chair. Said no cuss words. But he was hilarious. He was hilarious. He was. I remember. I never seen him before. He was uh, hilarious. I don't know. I, wow. Well, I'd have to say mine was like 
six or seven years ago, maybe give or take. Um, me and the uh, the wife went to a gala, and he was the guest at that particular fundraising gala for that night. He was, you know, there. They usually have one specific specific celebrity guest, and he was the guy. And so it was even good for me to be able to sit there and go, I got to see Bill Cosby do stand up. Awesome, man. And he was. I mean, he was. To me, he was hilarious. To that group, he was funny, yeah. but you know, you're talking about affluent rich white people. Totally different. Mm. <laughs> totally different I mean We don't we don't exactly you know, stop our feet and you know there's, there's no hooting and hollering white people like, A golf clap. And the queen wave. That's I was gonna say it's, it's almost <laughs> like when I went to see um I went to see Arsenio Hall do stand up. And I can tell you very, very Studio Hall is hilarious. Now, yeah. if you don't know his talk show from back in the, the 90s, most people, if they did know him, that's the guy that you thought they were going to see. And it was like, not even close. He made that very clear really? that this is not the 90s, our city, who you're coming to see. So if that's what you want, you might want to leave now. Hmm. But, dude, I'm telling you, he was absolutely <laughs> funny. I, I love that when you get when you see a different side of somebody whether it's them or not it's just like you see a different aspect and it's like ah oh, that's cool man i see them in a new light, new appreciation you know it's not i was gonna say it's almost like sense. you don't realize how talented the person really is because you don't get to see that on television they almost get uh stifled by what they have to do creatively on the television but if you just let them go yeah. which is i kind of think i kind of think um who was it that I was thinking of that doesn't do that? I almost wanted to say it was Bernie Mac. Mm. I think he, I mean, you know, he wasn't legend, Kings of Comedy. Legend, legend. He wasn't Kings of Comedy on his Bernie Mac TV show, but I think he still had the ability to still be as funny as he wanted to be and not be held back to just telling a series of jokes in a situation comedy like most people were stuck doing, you know? So definitely, man. Definitely. Yeah. But that caught to me, that Cosby show was I still um oh. my son, yeah, my it son not as much my daughter because mm-hmm. he's older, but when it comes on, he still laughs at the Cosby show and yep. Martin. Those are still yep. favorite shows. He'll laugh and yep. you know, and he's dying laughing when he's here. You know, he'll record them and watch them late at night and I hear him in there laughing. I'm like, what are you doing? I was like, you know, <laughs> you know, it's, like it's still funny. It really is. Yeah. You can still Definitely. identify with that, you know, regardless of personal life and dealings going on today, then that stuff was funny. So can't take that away from him. Yeah. Stood the test of time. The sure did. Sure did. Yeah. That was pretty much so, what I was going with this. So what do you got? So what I got was the reason I wanted KT to go first is. Um, the show I wanted to talk about is a spinoff, actually a spinoff of the Cosby show, and it was called A Different World. Um, it started in September 24, 1987. Oh, jeez. And it, it, it ended in July 9, 1993. And basically how A Different World started off was Denise Huxtable, who is um, Bill Cosby. He plays Dr. Huxtable. Yeah. On the show. It's his second oldest. Yes. Um, Denise, she goes off to college and um, she goes to this fictional HBCU, which is for people that don't know, historical black college and university. It's a fictional Hillman College in Virginia. 
So uh, it follows her there, which ironically, before I even get into the show, she only ended up staying on the show for one year. Mm-hmm. And then she left. She ended up going back to the Cosby show. And, you know, she ended up being on the Cosby show. But basically, what A Different World did was it highlighted HBCUs. It did. Um, it, ga- it gave them light because, you know, um, I hear people say, well, why do we have HBCUs? Well, way, way back then, I don't know if people know, black people were, na- were unable to go to a regular college or university. They couldn't go. They were forbidden to go. So what happened was um, blacks got together and they formed their own colleges. Mary McLeod Bethune, Booker T. Washington, people like this formed these H, what they call HBCUs and universities yeah, to give African-Americans or black people a chance to go get higher education. And what a different world was. It took you, it was kind of like, um, it kind of took you away a little bit from the Cosby show in which the Cosby show showed you like the black family successful doing their thing. Mm-hmm. A different world was kind of like, okay, we want to see young black people in a natural setting of college, higher education. Right. You know, um, they tackled different uh, issues like controversial issues, um, issues about rape, domestic violence, mm-hmm. you know, um, it was a bunch of, a bunch of, uh, Different actors on the show: um, mm-hmm. Tupac, Bill Cosby. Oh yeah, I don't know if you guys know who Gilbert Gottfried is. Yeah, Roseanne, uh Tom Mono. I, I know Tom Tupac uh, was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tupac was on the show. I had to look it up actually because I I looked it up. He played uh, one of the actors' boyfriend. It ended up coming um, to the campus and you know mm-hmm. uh, giving giving her some trouble, but he made a guest appearance. Mm-hmm. Okay, know, but. Uh, so, let me get into some of the, the characters. So, uh, I don't know if you guys know one of the characters. And I'll give you their names and I'll show you, like, the diverse background of what they were trying to do. So, one was named Whitley Gilbert, which we know that was Jasmine Guy. Yep. Um, yeah. So, her character was basically, and her character was basically like a Southern Belle. She came from money. Mm-hmm. So, she was like, a, you know, in the elite upper society of life um, she came from the deep south right she had the accent but she came from money so she was coming to get the hbcu experience um amongst other young black people that she probably didn't get right where she lived at then you had uh Dwayne wayne yep which played by uh kadeem hardison he came from uh the inner city two hard-working parents middle mm-hmm. class i think it was uh, i want to say detroit I'm not sure. Yeah, I, can't I don't remember. Yeah, Dwayne Wayne, but he had the. That's where the whole glasses, the flip up glasses, came from. I don't know if yes. y'all remember that. Yeah, everybody had the. Oh, that yeah, came yeah. from Dwayne. Yeah, yeah that came from Dwayne up. Wayne. He brought that style and he started wearing it on the show, and then you saw everybody with it. Mm-hmm. You know, so he was another character. Then you had uh, Ron Johnson, which was played by Daryl Bell. Mm-hmm. It's uh, his father owned a business. Uh, he was really into capitalism. He wanted to follow in his father's footsteps basically get a business degree and go and take over his father's business. Um, you had uh, another character, Jaleesa Taylor, played by mm-hmm. Don Lewis. She was an older student in the 30s and she had a child. So, you know, they showed you different different um, walks of life for these different, uh, you know, black students there. And you all, oh, you yeah. also had Kimberly, Re- Kimberly Reese, who she was super smart. Yeah, 
med student, came from a, uh, a you know hardworking family, not mm-hmm. much money, but she was on scholarship, you know. And uh, some of the shows they had, I had to go back and look. They had uh, like they had one episode with Blair Underwood. Yes. He was a student at the school, and he had the. It was right around the Gulf War, so they wanted to highlight the Gulf War. He was in school. Mm-hmm. Well, they called him out of school, and they said, hey, man, you got to go to war. And, uh, you know, it was like a heart-wrenching. He, the last scene was him talking to Glenn Thurman, who was mm-hmm. Colonel Taylor. And yeah. Colonel Taylor was like, son, tighten up, be strong. You're going to be all right. You could tell Colonel Taylor was wanting to cry, but he turned away because, you know, the whole soldier aspect of it. He didn't want to show him that he was emotional. Right. And, then, and in the last scene, Blair Underwood is saying, all right, Colonel, I'll see you later. And the colonel kind of knew he probably wouldn't be coming back because, you know, soldiers get killed in war. Um, they had episodes about date rape, yeah. sexism, racism, hmm. uh, AIDS, you know, just all different types of uh, acts, aspects and things that were going on in um, uh, HBCUs to, mm-hmm. with, with, black, with black students. And the director of... Uh, a different world was Debbie Allen, who in real life, Debbie Allen was the sister of Felicia Richard, who was played the mother in the Cosby show. Mm-hmm. So they're yeah. they're real life sisters. And we also know Debbie Allen was in fame, right? Yep. Yeah. So she was a great uh choreographer. Yeah. A dancer, director, awesome, awesome lady. And uh I mean they had so many, I looked it up, they had Marissa Tomei used to mm-hmm. be. The first season of a different world. I didn't even yeah. know that. I looked it up. I was like, "Oh, yeah, I remember because she was she was your almost like your your eighties white girl yeah. who always that wanted to go to black college. Yeah, and she you could tell she was like you know like straight out of Iowa, but wanted to go to a black yeah. college. It just didn't fit. But Denise became her best friend. Exactly. Yeah. Yep, became her best friend, and uh, ironically, Denise Huxtable ended up going like I said and dropping out. And uh, I think in real life, she had some conflict with Bill Cosby because she ended up having a baby. Right. But she ended up going back to the Cosby show. But what I liked about A Different World was another avenue of showing positivity on TV. Because remember, these two shows, the Cosby show and A Different World, the Cosby show started in the Reagan era. And we all know how I feel about Ronald Ronald Reagan. And, you know, it wasn't a positive light on minorities during that era. Right. And then a different world kind of like started in that Reagan era, but it ended in the Clinton area where things were getting better. You had a lot of black women. We know black women are the most educated, you know, what I'm saying, uh, people on the planet. Now, I had to look that up to make sure before I put that out in the atmosphere. <laughs> but but they have the most degrees in the uh, United States right now. But uh, you had a lot of black women, black men going to college and getting educated. And the motto for the show was a mine is a terrible thing to waste i think that's what they put on there um yeah, I, that was, like I heard that somewhere else. No, i heard that somewhere else too united negro college that fund was, yeah but they they had the that was their motto for the show yeah they used to always say that on the show yeah like, okay okay it makes sense makes <laughs> sense um yeah well i mean it's yeah i mean if they're gonna be a part of it which i'm I would be surprised if they weren't. You know, put it out there because it's a great. It's it's yeah. honest. You know, it's true, and you say it enough times, and people go, "Yep, yep." Mm-hmm. And I okay. feel like, man, I um, it. I get it. Two shows we probably won't get to talk about, but I feel like Seinfeld and Blackish. Those two shows are going to go down. At least Seinfeld should be higher than it is. That is a great show. It is. 
And I feel like before it's all done, said and done, Black is just going to be up there. If you look at the episodes of what they're doing and the stuff they've tackled and how yeah. they've tackled this, you know, it's it's going to be, when we look back on it a few years from now, I think that's going to stand the test of time. But Seinfeld, man, that was another show, man. It was a show about like nothing, like they say nothing, you know, nothing. And it, it highlighted the <laughs> New Yorkish, you know, Jewish. You know, yes. it, it was a cultural thing. That was a cultural show. People don't think it was, yeah. but I, I totally saw the what? cultural aspects in that. I was say Jerry, Jerry, and, and George. Yeah. I mean, they, they, them two right there. George, yeah. George, George is probably the the worst man on the planet. <laughs> <laughs> when you think about that particular character yeah. for who he is, George yeah. was like the most horriblest man you've ever met. <laughs> you know? I know Jerry's pretty good, is, but I think Jerry's not as Jerry's nicer about it. Cause he might like you a little bit better, but George just does not care. Remember when his girlfriend Susan died, they were getting married, and she died because she licked all the envelopes? Mm. <laughs> No, but it was like it was a way for him to get out of the marriage. He was just so happy. You're right, dude. Your fiance just died. Well, but he was happy. I know. <laughs> yeah. uh, it was so old. And Ben still Ben Stiller's dad was he George's father or he was yes. Jerry's? No, he was George's he was father. George's father. Yeah. Yeah. I don't man, think we, those two man. Oh, we didn't meet Jerry's parents. They were in Florida. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, we met them a couple. Yeah, times. a few times. Oh, were, oh no, no, they they were funny because it was they would go to Walmart and steal batteries <laughs> because you know they needed batteries for everything back then, and it was like you can't yeah. go to Walmart and steal batteries. You go, yeah, you can. And they would go down to Walmart and steal batteries, and if you get caught, yep. you go, I'm old. I'm old, <laughs> man. I don't know what I'm doing. That that was actually <laughs> getting out from going to jail. I was like, oh, that geez. show was classic, man. And then, and then there's Kramer. <laughs> Oh, my absolute favorite character on TV, man. Absolutely favorite. Kramer, nut, stupid, crazy. (laughs) He did nothing. He got fired from a job he didn't even have. Well, you say that. We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to let you go. I don't even work here. You say that now, but George was the master of getting a job and then not working. Yep. That, that remember, remember, New York Yankees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. You remember that? Yeah, yeah he was still on the desk. That guy would go to work and not work. Man, that was a brill- brilliant, brilliant, brilliant show. It was. Brilliant, man. Brilliant. That's Those so two good. shows, like I said, science show. But yeah, you know, um, just all these shows. I guess, I don't know. I guess when I look at groundbreaking, I look at shows that changed or shifted how we look at TV. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like Seinfeld shifted how we look at TV. Cosby Show, Different World, you know, Star Trek, you know, stuff like that. I I feel like now Black is just doing that, man. It's shifting how we look at TV because some of the things they've talked about, you know, uh, how they talk about them, you know, Mm -hmm. it's just to me, it's just Anthony Anderson, he's propelled himself. Yeah, up there, man. Because, uh, man, uh, I can't think of the who's the co-creator now. Uh, I can't think of the guy's name. Uh, Burris. What oh, Kenya. Kenya Barris. Yeah, Kenya Barris. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant, man. The writing yeah. on that show is brilliant. They've they've uh, 
spun off into other shows, you know. Right. And uh, I just feel like uh, they have a Kramer on that show. And, uh, oh, man, I just lost my train of thought. What's Dion, his name? Dion Cole? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to think of his character's name. Charlie. Dion Cole reminds me of, huh? It's Charlie. Charlie. Dion Cole, Charlie reminds me of Kramer in Seinfeld. Yes. For some reason, man, it's just, yes. I'm like, brilliant, man. Charlie, he is. Man. He, he's the guy that says the most <laughs> inappropriate thing. And then he's like, did I just say that? <laughs> <laughs> like my bad, I'm just gonna walk outside now. <laughs> and then, like uh, in Blackish, like even the characters, like the white characters that are in the office, like the owner and every, they're brilliant. How they play their character, oh, how they're not yes. laughing, yeah, the whole time, man. They're brilliant, brilliant. From the lady, yeah. remember the lady used to be in there, the you owner, know, and then uh, you know, go ahead. You know what it shows when you say now that you say that. You know what Blackish actually shows? It shows you how I almost want to say how black people have perceived how white people are to them on a daily basis. And they don't think anything's wrong with that. Yes. You know how we say, man, these guys are racist. We're like, no, but this is just how they talk. (laughs) And this is what we hear every day. It's like, Oh, this is how you are. But what I've, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Okay, man. That was was really what I was going to say was that it, it seems to have amplified how we perceive them. But that's so true. But on the flip side of that, and they're in the world of because they're the majority, they see the world as supposedly going like that. So anything that mm-hmm. deviates from white culture is weird. You know what I'm saying? So in Dre's mind, when he goes to work, right. he's like, "Man, I gotta go deal with my boss today. He's gonna say racist stuff." Right. But in his boss's in his boss's mind, he's like. You know, he says all kind of crazy. Like the day he said, yeah, Dre, we don't have, uh, we're not racist. We just have some people that work for us and they can't leave. They have to stay there all the time. And Dre's like, oh, you mean like slaves? He's like, oh, I don't like to use that word. I I'm like, that is brilliant. It is. God, that's brilliant, man. It, like, it, it's almost like if you could really say what you really wanted to say, this is how you'd say it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like all of that, all yeah. of the actors on there. Are brilliant, man, uh, and I applaud that show. And I just—it's been going for a while, and I hope it—it it keeps going, man. It keeps going because uh, it's groundbreaking to me. It's shifting how we look at TV, you know. Yeah. <sighs> so that's 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 all I really wanted to say, man. I. Uh, well, yeah, and, and you know, as, as as we were talking about that, it was funny because I was thinking of other shows that were on for a very long time, and I was thinking of Bob Newhart. Bob, Bob, Bob Newhart had like three three different shows over like three different decades. He had a show in the sixties, a show in the seventies, and I want to say a show in like the the late eighties. Um, not diverse. Oh, at all. Is, that the one with, is that the one with Daryl? Right? Yeah, it's my brother Daryl. Yeah, I was I'm young. I was young doing that one. Yeah, I'm Larry, and it's my brother Daryl, my other brother Daryl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, but then he had uh, he had the Newhart Bob Newhart show I think in the seventies where he was working for a TV station, and then he had another show I think in the sixties I believe, if I'm getting them correctly. But as I'm thinking about it, I'm like not really diverse at all when you think about a guy that is that powerful in the business can do just about whatever he wants. But I mean, when you think about it, it was really just the life. I think that he knows this is what he's this is what he's around. He's not around anything else. So 
there's zero diversity no matter what show he had on. But you look at other shows like like we're talking about Cosby Show and how diverse they were, even very with, diverse. Um, with the people that were on there and the subject matter that they talked about, it was all inclusive in a sense and not just this is the world that we see. It's like no, everybody's a part of it. Yeah. So and on Cosby Show, man, you he broke he broke big time stars, man. Cosby had Adam Sandler, yeah, Blair Underwood, yeah. Um, yeah, I have to go look. He had a bunch of stars on there, man. A lot of people come to that show. Stars. Well, and then, and then when you break it off into TV, like you're saying, and you know, you've got yes, uh, Tupac come on TV. I mean, you can be because he was already in yeah, yeah. poetic justice yeah. was out like years before that. But you just open up to a whole new yes. audience when you're on TV. Yes, you know all at that's once. That's true. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Yeah, that's, Very you know, true. Exactly. So I, I just. Uh, you know, I part all these shows. I'm a big Star Trek fan. I'm watching it to this day. You know, mm-hmm. I still watch Cosby Show, and I try to get a different world when it does come on TV. Yeah, but yeah, just um, I just feel like uh, shows in the future, man. It's uh, I don't know if I'm getting older or. Well, you are. You are. <laughs> As you get older, your your mindset changes a little bit from what it used to be. Um, But I I also think when, as we're talking about all of this, I still feel like um, we're still taking a few steps a little back into what they were as to where we are like right now. Um, I think, and not, you know, not negatively to say that we're backwards, but I just feel like that the, the strides that you want to make now are a little bit harder because the times have changed so drastically in what, not even four years. Um, just the way people view each other, just the way people are about each other. Everything is like so different now. I almost feel like we've gone back to, yeah. you know, 50, 60 years ago. Like the question I asked on one of the many, many shows, I said, um, a lot of people like to say, oh man, the country is better, you know, for minorities. Well, yeah, it's it's better than it was in 1950 or 40. But is it equal? Is it equal? Right. I mean, everything's better. Everything can be better the next day. But you're right. But But is is it it equal? Is it equal? Yeah. Is it equal? That's the question we need to ask. Definitely, man. Definitely. Mm. So that's where I'm at with it, man. Uh, Definitely. Well, I just want to say thank you again for joining us on another conversation with Open Minds. We do hope that you enjoyed today's conversation about how TV culturally changed America and where we are today. Uh, Please join us again on whatever medium you choose to listen to your podcast and subscribe. And always remember to have a conversation with an open mind.